for our movie talk where we talk movies i hope you brought your beer i've got my beer right here <laughs> album coming out 2020 sounds good well welcome to a brand new episode of movies and brews where we talk movies and we drink some brews I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Duber. Duber. There we go. Yeah, Daniel, but I don't Uber. So I'm going to call you Duber anyway. I'm going to call you Juber. So, well, that sounds that sounds interesting. But it's Jordan and Uber put together, okay? There's nothing else going on there. Okay? It's just, or uh, Gift for Jordan and Lyft. You'd be a Gifter. You'd be a Difter. Difter. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, this week we're talking the new Stuber. So, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go. Cheers! Okay. okay, welcome to back to a brand new episode of Moves and Brews. Yeah, and this week was Jordan's week to bring in beer for beer and tell. So, Jordan, what'd you bring us? So, this week I brought in Ex Novo's World of Tomorrow. Ooh, yeah, so I, a, we've had Ex Novo on the show a few times. Says on the side here, five pounds of hops per barrel. So yes, that sounds like it'll be excellent. But yes, I do like Ex Novo quite a bit. Ooh, that's tasty. It's heavy on the hops, but not like super bitter hops. I don't know. It tastes, it tastes good. I like it. Oh, that's good. Ex Novo always makes some pretty. That's really good stuff. So okay. Well. Why don't we get into some movie news here, Daniel? What do you got for us this week? All right. So I've been doing my best. I've been out of internet for a few days here, but... Are you camping or something? Yeah. So first, we'll start out with trailers. And the only new trailer I saw this week was they put out a teaser trailer for The King's Man, which is the Kingsman prequel. And you know what? I'm kind of glad that if they're doing a prequel, they go back to the very beginning of The Kingsman because they mention it in the original that it starts in World War One. So we're just going way back. So it seems like something completely different from the the first and second movie, I guess. So I think I'm more okay with this than I would be. And I'm more interested in this currently than another modern-day Kingsman movie, I guess. But I don't know. I thought the trailer it had a lot of cool shots in it, too. Jordan, what did you think about it? Uh, I liked it. So it's still Matthew Vaughn is behind the camera again directing, and it still has that Matthew Vaughn style and look to it. Uh-huh. But yeah, I gotta say, I wasn't really sure. I think it's just the title alone still kind of is yeah. a turn off, but watching the trailer, though, I liked it. I liked what I saw, and I liked the first one a lot. The second one was a pretty good disaster, so yeah. I figure, well, we might as well just go back. And actually, watching it, I'm like, you know what? I think I'd almost rather watch all these movies just back in this era and not the modern era, but back now. Hopefully, I mean... You know, we'll see. but then again, yeah, they might pull an X Men like this one does really good, so then they run it into the ground with doing prequels. <laughs> well, as long as they're not like tr- time traveling back and forth, back and forth, and just like doing a whole cluster, yeah, I wouldn't mind like if this one's solid, just do a immediate sequel back in that time still, and then you know just keep it back there, and I wouldn't mind that at all. Okay, yeah, me neither. All right, so the next I have is that the writer on the John Wick. On John Wick, Derek Kalatad, Kalatad, I don't know, uh, is joining the crew for Falcon and the Winter Soldier series on Disney Plus, and you know, like he knows how to write an action scene, so hopefully that'll translate really well, at least with the Winter Soldier. I could see him like writing the Winter Soldier because uh, Falcon has like the wings that add a different dynamic to his fighting style. Mm-hmm. But I feel like John or like you know the John Wick fighting style translates pretty well to the Winter Soldier. Yes, definitely, for more hand-on-hand combat stuff. Exactly. That'll be pretty cool. Hopefully yeah. that one's good. That's one that I'm looking forward to just because I love the Winter Soldier. Hopefully this show is amazing. and because it's For me, this is just one of those things. I mean, as any entertainment, it's either do it right or don't do it at all. But I don't want this kind of show to be just okay. I want the show to be like Netflix's Daredevil and Kick-Ass. I hope so. All right, uh, next I have is Don, Don Cheadle is starring with LeBron James in Space Jam 2. Really? Yep, he's joined the cast. Interesting. And then next I have is that the Power Rangers are getting rebooted again. 
they're moving forward with more live action Power Rangers, but they're refreshing the entire cast. Seriously? And I think that's a dumb move because I already, okay, my problem with the first Power Rangers is just we got an hour and a half of teenage bullshit. And then we got half an hour of some of the coolest Power Rangers we've ever seen. But Daniel, you got to discover the power within. Well, like I said, before I, you can do anything, you gotta discover the power within. That's the thing. Like this was a colossal flop, but if you just kept these characters for one more movie and made it an hour and a half of just live action Power Rangers, I'm in. I would definitely go see that, and I think a lot I, I of people. St- I still would. want a hard R Power Ranger movie, which would be cool. But re- why? Just just have another. They're gonna reboot it with new actors. Yeah, which also is hard because I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna have to s- sit through another like hour of a movie of them figuring out how to be power rangers hopefully i don't want to do that no, hopefully if they reboot they just we just start off with them as the power rangers already yeah maybe they are on like a mission or something then they then they end that mission and then from there we just go on and kind of get caught up in their daily lives individually and i, I don't know this this sounds awful well, do it right though. What I would think, my this, here's my idea because this they have Power Rangers comics, and you find out recently in the newer comics that there was a team before the '90s team that were just like chosen to be Power Rangers because there was like some like weapon on the moon that was going to destroy the Earth. So he picks the teens, they destroy the weapon, like three of them die on the moon, and then since there's no more threat to the Earth they get stripped of their Power Rangers like status. Like how cool would that be just like that's the beginning of the movie and then it goes to modern day with new Power Rangers. Well something um, like that would be cool. That would be sweet. Like you get into the but action. They're, they're already I not that I this this new team was okay. And I always Scott was the best of all of them. Yeah, I didn't they just didn't it just wasn't a good movie. It should have made it shorter, should have made more Power Rangers. I would I don't even need them to be teenagers. I would rather like get the original cast, you know, get Jason David Frank, get him back as a team leader of some new Power Rangers. Like I don't care if he's almost fifty. Who cares? He still looks good for his age. So yeah. is Kimberly. <laughs> and he knows Kung Fu. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. So that's kind of disappointment that I'm gonna have to probably sit through another hour of no Power Rangers before we get two Power Rangers. Screw that. But yeah. Like I'd rather if they want to save it on the budget, hand to hand combat or something like that on the ground. They yeah. don't need to have Zords for an hour and a half, but like if they want to save on budget. But yeah, this whole like let's just go through our daily teenage lives and we gotta discover the power within before we can morph. Like that was just so boring. Yeah. All right. And then next we have is uh Taika Watiti signs on to write and direct Thor 4. All right. Which sounds like a winning combination. Thor 3 is like probably the best Thor movie. If one of them and it I wouldn't say I don't know about the best like one of the best Marvel movies, but it's definitely one of the most fun Marvel movies to watch. Put I'd it up there with Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. I'd say it's probably in the top 3rd. Yeah, that, I think that's so. something we should do sometime. We should like take them all out and make lists of like Upper third, middle, lower third. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's just, I don't know. It'd be hard because, like, I would say, like, I like Winter Soldier because it's objectively like a really good movie, a really good spy thriller. Well, and then being your upper third. Yeah, but I'm like, but then it's like, is it the most fun to watch? I mean, I love Guardians. I love watching Thor for different reasons. Like, those movies are just fun. And it's just, I don't know. There's a lot to consider there. But yeah, we should t- probably do that sometime. Okay. And then the last uh, movie news that I had is. Actor Austin Butler lands role as Elvis in biopic. Ooh, I heard about that recently. And um, I saw a picture of him, and he actually looks like a young Elvis. So, I mean, I didn't even know this was happening. I mean, like, they just cast it. But, you know, I'm looking forward to Like, I think we've gotten, like, we're getting a lot of biopics I don't want to go the musical route, but if the director of Elton John wants to do this... I think it'd be. I think he has a good eye for that kind of stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to go the director route for something like, uh, or excuse me, the musical route for something like this, like Elton John's Rocket Man. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, take a look at this like, side by side of Elvis and then the actor who's going to play Elvis. He almost looks like a young John Travolta, actually. Oh no! Look at him. <laughs> uh, kinda. Back in Greece. I days. do think he does like definitely have like an Elvis-looking face. So hopefully, it's not just the look. Hopefully, he's got. The acting chops too. I haven't seen him in anything. He's been in a lot of like Disney Channel movies and stuff. So hopefully this is good. I I would watch an Elvis biopic. I don't know anybody who wouldn't. And it just seems like we're getting a, an uptake in biopics. But yeah, so that's all I got for movie news this week. 
Cool. Well, why don't we talk about some other things we've seen this week in a little segment we call Weekly Look Back. I've only got one. <laughs> so, yeah, I only had time for two movies last week, so I've got the one you assigned me and the movie of the week. Okay, let me see what I wrote down, because I think I only watched what you assigned me. So, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Jordan, what did you see this week? Well, last week Daniel assigned me a little movie called Super 8. Super 8 here, that came out... 2011, I can't believe that one was eight years old already. I remember watching it like senior year of high school. Yeah, 2011, written and directed by J.J. Abrams. I would say a fun little movie. And yeah, like I think Daniel said this before, it kind of does remind you of Stranger Things just a little bit because it takes place kind of back in that time. Yeah, I know. Like that's actually, this movie's like one late of Late 70s, early 80s kind of period. But yeah, I guess I, I had a good time watching this. Yeah, for some reason, I just had never gotten around to watching it. But yeah, it was fun. I'm glad you assigned it to me. Uh, yeah, basically, just we're just following like Stranger Things. We follow a group of kids. They run into like uh, I want to say a situation, but like I mean, they're they're all they're trying to do is make a school movie for like a movie contest or something. Right. Well, so yeah, they witness a train crash, and that's when like paranormal kind of stuff kind of kick off. With like a creature that escapes, and they, you know, these cube things they find, and we don't know what they are quite yet. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought this was a fun movie. I thought it was well directed, good, well paced, and I liked the story. I liked the characters that we got introduced to, and yeah, it kind of starts off with you know that one kid losing his mother. Yeah, and his father's you know chief of police, I guess is what his father. I think was. he's like the sheriff of the small the town. The sheriff or of the town. Okay. So, government's coming in to investigate the train crash, and I gotta say, that was a pretty cool crash sequence. The train just, poof, cars flying everywhere. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, had forgotten some of the specifics of the movie, but when you said the train crash, I'm like, oh yeah, and I still love, like, the kids are making a movie, and I like how the, the, the director, I don't remember the kid's name, but he was just like... When they're like filming the scene, he, he corrects me up. Yeah, I just like when he's just like <gasps> he sees the train coming while they're sitting like standing on the station filming a scene. He's like, production value. Yes, no, that guy was funny. Yes, no, <laughs> and it's fun watching them. Like you know, he's doing this for a film project. Just he and you can tell he's very passionate about this, and yeah, he's just trying to rally his friends. I mean, getting this one girl in their class to commit was big. I mean, one she's just pretty, so they're like, "Ooh, we got the cute girls yeah, going to be in like my the movie." Losers. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like the loser club, and like this cute girl is going to be in our picture. Awesome, but yes, the product production value for free. Yes, I mean, like they were shooting stuff the next day or days later of the train crash and the cars all behind it too in the background as yeah. backdrop. And yeah, just I love the one friend. It's a fun group of friends. Like you got the one friend that's like the pyrotechnician, likes blowing stuff up. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I don't know. It was just fun watching them interact with each other. It kind of reminded me of me and my friends a little bit. And yeah, they'd like call each other, like get in each other's cases about stuff, call each other pussies and everything. Like it was yeah. just fun to watch. Yeah, I know it's a really fun movie. I kind of want to rewatch it now too, just because it's one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it in a couple years though. But it's just like, yeah, it's very like, I love movies. Like, it kind of reminds me of like Stand By Me. And like, it's funny how it reminds me of Stranger Things, even though it's before Stranger Things. And even actually now, it also makes me think, when I think of these characters and how they interact, kind of makes me think of the It Chapter One, at least. Yeah. How everything kinda like. Had a, it could, yeah, kind of had a little bit of Stranger Things, Stand By Me, It, yeah. Part One. Yeah, so I'm just like, I'm really, I I, I need to watch this movie again. We yeah. gotta, I gotta watch it. <laughs> it. It's a fun one. And yeah, I like the ending too. I think, I thought it was nice. Kind of a little bit E.T.-ish there. Yeah, a little bit. I like, got a little bit of a lot of different stuff, especially Steven Spielberg involved. Yeah, he produced it, I think, or executive produced it. Yeah. But yeah, fun movie. And yeah, you definitely got J.J. Um, Abrams' signature lens flares. <laughs> yeah. But it works in, I, I don't mind that, especially in like. I, they don't bother me. I, I see people comment on that stuff all the time, like. Oh, Abrams directed. Well, there's gonna be lens flares everywhere. I'm like, and I think it works in this I movie. Don't to give like, it a more paranormal fear, feel, and I feel like in and Star I, Trek it makes it feel more futuristic with the. Blue I actually lights. think it worked in Star Trek quite a bit, and you only see like one or two in Force Awakens. So like, who cares? Yeah, but especially like, yeah, if you have if you love Stranger Things, have already watched the third season, and you're looking for a little bit something that might itch that. Uh, that part, I don't know what to call it, but just like that interest or that's kind of a similar feeling. Watch Super 8 if you haven't. 
I yeah. think it does a good job. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, they're all, are they pretty much unknowns, every single kid? I but think so. I thought they did good. I thought they all had good chemistry. Like, it felt like a group, you're really watching a group of friends interact together. Yeah, for sure. So, Daniel, you were assigned a film t- this week. What were you assigned? So, I was assigned Whiplash. Whiplash. But instead of that, it's actually the name of the song, and it's about drumming. And I know you had talked up this, this, uh... <laughs> You had talked up this movie for a long time because I, I was on board. Like, I really like La La Land a lot. It surprised me when I saw it, how much I enjoyed it. Um, we saw First Man, and we both really liked that too. But you're like, you're just like, hey, this guy's first movie, Whiplash, you have to watch it. And I'm just like, well, it's about jazz. And I'm like, eh, like, I, I wasn't really sure. Like, I wasn't sold. He was a and doubter. And also, I don't like. He was a doubter. Um, whatever the heck his name is. The guy who played Mr. Fantastic in the crappy Fantastic Four, or crappier Fantastic Four. Miles Teller? Miles Teller, yes. And, I'm see, not. And this is the fir- first thing I ever saw him in, because I saw this movie in theaters back in 2014. Right. And yeah, I kind of thought, like, this kid's good. He's going somewhere, I think. Now, we thought the same thing about Shiloh LaBeouf, too. Yeah, and he actually, I mean, well, he's got... He's starting to have a comeback, but... Yeah, so I'm like, like, yeah, I think the first movie I saw him in was, like, The Allegiance, or, like, the... I think it's called Allegiant or Divergent. It's the Divergent series, and his character's just a dick. And then, you know, and then I saw him in Fantastic Four. So I think if I had seen him in this first, like, I think I'd be like, oh, wow, I should check this guy out. But so going into the movie, I was just like, not really into it. I'm like, okay, well, Jordan, like, I should watch it because at least it, it should be well directed. I don't know if I'm going to like the movie, but it should be well directed from what uh, the direct Damien Chazelle has put out. And. What I got was, I text, like, I started this at, like, 10 o'clock at night, figured I'd watch, like, half an hour, then watch the rest of it the next day or something. But, no, I text Jordan, like, almost at midnight on a work night when I have to be up, like, before 6 a.m. I'm just like, oh, my God. I just watched probably one of my new favorite movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I was so, I was super into this. I loved every second of it. And I even loved the ending. Like, I'm just like, I didn't see the ending coming. And then they give you an extra twist right at the end and how everything like kind of plays out. But it's just, it, it was blowing my mind. Like how much I really, really loved this movie. I mean, like, I, I mean, I text you right away. I'm just like, dude, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy good. I've been telling everybody that I've seen lately. I'm like, have you seen Whiplash? Because you got to see this movie. Like, I don't know what it was about it. I can't even pin it down what I loved about it, but I just loved it so much. Nice. Well, no, I'm excited. New Whiplash fan. Yeah. But it's one of the better movies I've seen in the last few years. Yeah. When this came out five years ago? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And Damon Chazelle, I mean, he's just—he's become one of those directors. I will look forward to whatever his next project is. Yeah, he's proven himself. So whatever the next Damon Chazelle project is, I'm looking forward to it, and we'll be there. You know, probably opening weekend. And I mean, what a debut for a director <laughs> like that! It's just a crazy good right? movie. Yeah. So he directed a Whiplash. Um, he actually got J.K. Simmons to do this. He did a short film, Whiplash, that went off okay. and won prizes. Okay. I think it's like 18 minute film. Yeah, went off to different festivals, got the, a lot of attention, and therefore, you know, I think it's just a studio looked at it and like, well, hey, I've got a script here for a full-length feature of this film. What do you say? And they liked it and said, sure. Yeah, especially, like, it's not, Brought, it doesn't look like it'd be that expensive to make. I feel like the biggest thing. I just think it's cool Simmons did the short also. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's great stuff in it. I mean, there's just good moments, too, like. His relationship with his dad, with that one gal, and how he, you know, puts his music before her. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, okay, like, it seems dickish, but also not, because he's just chasing his passion. He's just like, I don't want any distractions. So I could kind of relate to that. I understand that perspective. So, you know, depending on who you are, you might be like, wow, what a jerk. Or you're like, okay, yeah, he's just trying to be the best he can. But, you know, it, it was very interesting. I liked that that they added that, because in too many movies, you just see, like, you they hook up to or like, you know they they find love they just like everything works out and stuff but he's like no i, I just well it felt like oh yeah a real scenario between people yeah and i'm glad she didn't like just forgive him and like come back yeah when, like you, that... when you see the empty seat you're like okay yeah no like i think in most movies i guess what i'm trying to say is most movies would play it safe and like have her come back but i like when they keep it real because 
Yeah, well, they kept most, it pretty most real. Most girls would just be like, meh, no. Yeah, I mean, like, if you, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I still thought it was hilarious. I think I text you when, because, like, she's, like, the girl that he asks out is, like, who works behind the counter at the movie theater that he goes to with his dad. And he just walks up, and he's just like, do you want to go out sometime? She's like, get out. Just leave. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. She's like, I'm just kidding. C- come back. Come back. <laughs> just, and I'm, yeah, I like, it's like, that was super mean. And I'm like, yeah. I, <laughs> so funny. That, I thought that was funny. But, yeah, dude, great movie. Like, seriously, great movie. I want to watch it again. Yeah, I just watched this a few months ago, but I'm like, Hearing you talk about it, I'm like, man, I need to just sit down and watch it again. Yeah. I was telling <laughs> my good. girlfriend about it. She's like, I've really wanted to watch it. I'm like, okay, well, we'll watch it sometime soon. Because it was great. Awesome. Did you tell her you're going to put hot sauce before her? Probably. Actually, <laughs> there's a funny antidote about that. I was falling asleep, and she was like, yeah, you know, someday, you know, I'll be, you know, have my finish up my schooling for being like a physician's assistant. And then we'll have our hot sauce company and like half asleep. She's like, and all you said was, that's my hot sauce company. <laughs> and she's like, oh, good, good. Well, at least she knows. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. <laughs> so I guess, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we watched this week. It was kind of busy, but. All right. So I guess moving into the movie of the week. Right, Jordan? That's right. Oof. We're going to talk some Stuber. So, we got Stuber here, written by Tripper Clancy, which I'm like, is that Tom Clancy's son or something? (laughs) I don't know. Tripper Clancy, directed by Michael Douse. A detective recruits his Uber driver into an unexpected night of adventure. So, as far as general thoughts go, do you want to go first? Uh, Yeah, I guess I'll go first. I mean, Jordan and I see a movie every week, and I think for the last few months, every time we saw a movie, we saw the trailer for this movie. Yeah, I think and it, it was only just one. It was never like they never put out like a, I never saw a, a second trailer. It was just I never the did. Same just, trailer. just the one trailer. Yeah, I feel like any anything non Disney or non PG, I saw a trailer for this in yeah. the last three months every single time. Every single time, and I was just like, okay, this seems like it's funny. It seems like it have some good parts. But at the same time, you always fear, especially nowadays, comedies. Like, did I just see all the best parts and the rest of it's just unfunny waiting for these punchlines? But I would say those were alleviated. I thought there were a lot of funny parts. I laughed a lot during this movie. So, yeah, I'm just like, I'm glad that it wasn't just what you saw in the trailer is all the funny you got. Um, No, same. Yeah, like Daniel said, I've seen this trailer multiple, multiple times, more than I probably should have. Right. But yeah. And I'm so glad like they changed a few things in the tra- that were like scenes in the trailer that you could tell they made some differences. Basically it was just a like PG thirteen the trailer down. Yeah. Which was good. So yeah, there's some few surprises with even the things you saw in the trailer. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff they didn't show you in the trailer, which was good. Yeah, what's funny is that they, they never I never saw a red band trailer for this, so I didn't even realize that it was rated R until we <laughs> went and saw it. Good cast, though. So you got, obviously, David Batista, a.k.a. Drax. I just call him Drax. Yeah. And the one guy that Daniel will uh, <laughs> pronounce the name, because I sure as heck can't. Kamal. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's Kamal Ninjani. From The Big Sick. We all know him from Big Sick. And so this is a fun surprise. Myra Servino, I think is how you say her last name. God, I'm so bad with names. Anyway. I always refer to her as um, Romy from Romy because she's from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. She's in the movie, as well as Gamora, aka Karen Gillan. So yeah, a lot of fun. And yeah, so yeah, Gamora. Well, she was in the uh, opening scene, so yeah, it was fun to kind of see Drax and Gamora in a different role. Yeah, I know. I didn't even. I always forget she plays Gamora because she looks more like her character from jumanji in this movie so i re- recognize her from that but i always forget that she's gamora yeah or not gamora um nebula or nebula did i say Neb- yeah, I think sorry. I, yeah sorry, sorry. Nebula. <laughs> my bad yes nebula blue girl blue robot girl <laughs> exactly <laughs> who kicked ass in endgame by the way absolutely but yeah this was a, just a fun uh fun comedy and they kept it under two hours I know, an hour 44, fine, perfect for a comedy. Like, at least this one, for sure. Like, this one moved, it had Joe. It was just 
from front to back jokes. It wasn't like, you know, like serious time, slide in a little one-liner. It was front to back jokes. Yeah. And I thought they kept the, uh, they kept the ridiculous, it was a little ridiculous, but they kept it down to a pretty good level. Like it, it wasn't over the top, like every single like scene. Like that's right. one thing I was kind of afraid of. This was just going to be over the top, but there was a lot of, yeah, good moments in it. Um, I mean, just when he first recruits him is pretty funny. Well, one thing they didn't show you in the trailer was he gets LASIK eye surgery, so he can't even see. It's why he needs the Uber to begin with. Right. Is Yeah, he just can't even see that well in front of him. And, like, and that was kind of a funny joke played throughout the movie, too. Yeah, and I thought they, I thought that worked out pretty well. And, you know, you have an obvious payoff at the end um, for how, like, that aspect of it. But I still, I don't know, like, what was I going to say? Oh, about the ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah, they kind of kept it like level. Like it was a little ridiculous, but also what helped this movie Miles is that they leaned into the ridiculousness too. Like it wasn't hugely over the top, but they what they presented you, they leaned into. Because if they kind of backed away from it, that probably would have just destroyed this movie. Right. But that definitely helped that it was R too. I I don't know. I just think like if you're gonna go in, you might as well go all in. Especially like yeah, you because if this was PG thirteen, it just would have they would have like cut and made so much more cheesier jokes. Exactly, and it's just like it, it makes that so you can write whatever jokes you want. You can have some gratuitous violence for like an action comedy, and you you have. I think that's probably the best comedies are like probably R comedies as long as they're written well. You can do whatever the hell you want. And I think they knew what they were doing when they wrote this. I don't know. But, like, yeah, in the the violence was also, pr- like, comedic. Like, it didn't seem like... I mean, some of it was gratuitous, but it didn't, like, come out as gratuitous, I guess. Like, they kept it funny and rolled with the jokes. The violence didn't, like... It wasn't, like, super serious violence. And then we put jokes before and after. It's, like, the jokes and, like, the comedy worked with the violence. To ever, I think it had... I, I just think it, like, flowed really well. And nothing really felt like off-putting or it didn't like yeah i like the uh vic character quite a bit played by david batista i mean you know he's guys laser guy surgery i mean we're on the impre- i'm on the impression at least that he was you know divorced as he has a daughter and you know he's trying to work on his relationship with her you know she's in her 20s looks like trying to make it as an artist yeah uh he's just not spending quality time with her like he should uh, and yeah, his partner gets killed. We, you know, we see his partner get killed at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. So he's trying to catch the guy that killed her is what we're doing throughout this whole movie. But yeah, he gets the laser guy surgery. There can't drive, so he gets his Uber, which you know, we, it's funny moments too. Like it's not knowing what Uber is really, and his daughter like taking his phone, like, oh my gosh, let me do this for you. Like you know, it's just things you see in life, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, grandma, let me just download this for you. Like here, see, boom, 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 there. Absolutely. I mean, like, I think anybody over the age, well, not even over the age, like anybody who knows how to, any kid to adult who knows how to use a smartphone has had at least one of those times where their parents are like, how do I do it? And you're just like, oh my God, it's so easy. I mean, if you grew up with smartphones, you know exactly what we're talking about. Your parents need help. Our parents need help. I actually help our mom set up her like Apple wallet and stuff like that. And like how to, Oh, how to use her Starbucks card on her phone was the big thing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like we can all, most people can relate to that. Yeah. And it's just like, it's funny how they do like, Oh my God. Like you're so like, it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, Oh my God, you're so stupid. It's like so easy. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I liked her, his daughter and I like how they played her character. Like, she wasn't in the movie a lot, but I thought it like it helped round out, uh, you know, the character. Because if it was just like it removed the daughter character, Dave Bautista is just like I'm just a cop whose partner died, and now I work alone, and that would be it. And that work would be alone, and I want revenge, and I want to catch this guy. Yeah, yeah. It just like it adds a vulnerability to that character. Well, right, especially when he's trying to make her um, art show too. Yeah. Like it just it, it rounds out the character quite well. He's yeah, he's like finally cracking this case. He's got some uh, leads and but like you know, doesn't want to disappoint his daughter at the same time, so it kinda gives some good so it gives the character some good conflict and just you know, it's not gonna be easy for him, is basically is what I'm trying to get at. Right. But I don't know. Um what'd you what'd you think of uh Stu? I kinda liked 
I didn't know if he was going to be a full-time driver or a part-time driver, but as we see, he works at like what looks like a big five type store. Yeah. Dick's Sporting Goods kind of store. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's regional or what's not. A sp- whatever your sporting your chain sporting goods store is in your area, that's what he works at. <laughs> so getting off work and going to a second job, Uber driving. And they kind of do a fun introduction with like showing different passengers in his car. Some are fine. Some are obnoxious. Yeah, and something that I'd like to ask you, Jordan, since you are a Lyft slash Uber driver as well, how well did they nail it? Did they at all? A little bit? Eh? Yeah, I thought they nailed it just fine. I mean, you run into all the people he had in his car, run into those types myself. I mean, I've got between Uber and Lyft over 13,000 rides. And sometimes you get super cool people, so sometimes you get you super annoying people. you run into all different types. Now, in my experience, majority of people are just good, everyday folks. Most of them are pretty, you know, have a good, friendly conversation with you. You get a few quiet ones here and there. And then, yeah, you do have your uh, obnoxious ones. And, you know, it's mainly at, after 9 o'clock when people have been drinking. Especially after, like, midnight or 2 in the morning on the weekends when people have really been drinking. You do get start getting your obnoxious types. So you get your parties, like your bachelorette parties, things like that. Yeah. But, yeah, could definitely relate to him and things, struggles he was going through, I guess. And, he, you know, he just wants to do his job, transport people safely from A to B. And, I mean... And keep up his rating, too. <laughs> and keep up his rating, yes. He was very stressed out about the rating, which is... It's kind of funny, like, I don't know if his, because mine, as far as the Uber app goes, is based out of like, your last 500 rides. Uh-huh. His look like it was based out of, like, the, maybe the last 50, because uh-huh. he had, and he was pretty down there in the 4.2 like, range, Yeah, which is weird, because I'm always in 4.9 or higher. Well, I mean, good for you. I know, I, like, he got a couple, like, bad, like, it shows him, like, driving a bunch of people around and getting a bunch of bad reviews, like, just random stuff happening, like... Him, like somebody cut him off so he had to like stop and like some lady slammed her head against the windshield or, or like his window which was hilarious and so he's just i like how that's his setup he's like i'm just trying to because if i don't keep my rating up i lose this job now obviously this is done for the movie but yeah one thing i i, I like that i wish i could see is they never they don't show you the negative reviews if people write something about you they didn't like you never see that you can just see like on a list here, or you can see, like, I got this many five out of 500 ratings, I got this many five star, four star, and so on. But you never get to see, like, what people are writing about you unless you get a five star review. Okay. So when he's, like, reading all those negative comments, I'm like, oh man, I wish. I mean, that's just like, yeah, that's just like what. And that just adds, like, a whole new, like, complexity or, like, a complex to, like, you know, kind of makes you kind of like, like, you're, you just, like, get obsessed with, like, you know, how people get obsessed with, like, their Instagram followers, like, what people comments, like, you can get 600 nice comments and one mean comment, that's the only one you're going to look at. It kind of adds that, like, extra stress to read all your negative comments. It does, maybe that's why they don't do it. With Probably. The, with the comment. I'd supposed to be curious, because, like, what do you, like, I'd like to know scenario to scenario, like, what they think happened and just to assess situations anyway it'd be really nice if you could read the negative comments true i don't know it could I, i'm not sure if the good outweighs the bad bad in being able to read the negative reviews but for this i i thought that was hilarious that he kept trying to like like the, that's like the main reason why he stays with dave batista for the entire movie because if he doesn't get a five-star review his rating drops down to below four stars and then in the the rules of the movie, like he loses his like his Uber privileges or something. He gets deactivated. He gets deactivated. Yeah, so that's why he sticks so, with yeah. them so long. His so, like, second job is on the line. Yeah, but I thought that was a fun like that. That is a decent enough reason for a movie to why he puts up with all of the crap that uh, Vic puts him through throughout the movie, and eventually, like st- they start bonding through this insanity. And I don't know, I. I think the what the best mu- the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the best part about the movie is just Vic and him. Their back and forth is probably the cornerstone for this movie. It was so funny. Their back and forth was great. No, I enjoyed their. That was probably one of my favorite things of this movie. Just their back and forth. I do love the scene too when they do go. He throws the one guy in his car, and the guy realizes it's an Uber, bashes the window, and like tries crawling out the broken window. Yeah, and then he has the gun pointed at him. And like kind of waving it and accidentally fires it. And, and then later on, Vic is like, Congratu- like, congratulations, you shot your first guy. Just good moments like that. I know. And even, 
I like this movie because even when you see, like, we saw that in the trailer multiple times. But, like, when they give you the setup and the scenario of which he's in, I still laughed at that part, even though I've seen it a ton of times in the trailer. Right. And there's still, there was a good story arc with him, too. Like, part of what's going on in Stu's life is he's been chasing this girl. He has what they call in How I Met Your Mother on the hook. He's on her hook. Like, she has him on the hook. Right. And just trailing him along. I mean, he's, like, investing in her bike company. Yeah, her, like, pedal wor- or workout. Workout gym, whatever. Yeah. He's investing in, but he wants to take it further. You know, he really, really, really likes this girl. I wouldn't necessarily call him friends with benefits. It sounds like they hooked up one time ever. Yeah. So he's so just I like, would just they're say just friends. He's just a guy that likes this girl. He's been friend zoned and continues to follow along. He's on the hook. <laughs> yeah. He's on the hook, and wherever she goes, he goes. Yeah, him struggling with that, like her, would she have like a breakup? And she's like, come on over. So he wants to get out of the situation. Like, I want my five star review, so I got to stay in this situation. But I want to go see this girl that I'm in love with. She's devastated, looking for a rebound. I could be that rebound. And yeah, it's just, it's good stuff. And yeah, watching him grow through that whole story arc was good. We'll talk more about that in spoilers. Yeah. He's got that going on. And yeah, so there, you do watch their their characters grow. And part of the thing, I guess, oh, here's where I was going with this, uh-huh. was Vic is trying to bring Stu just out of his shell and like, Basically, like, it's okay to get angry. It's okay to, like, just be mad. Come yeah. on. Like, just trying to break it out of him. Like, it just keeps just, you're too much, you're too much of a softy. Like, you just, you let everybody walk all over you. Yeah. So he's, like, just trying to bust him out of that. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, I think, I thought that made for a good storytelling there and just everything that leads to probably one of my favorite scenes in this. I don't think this is a spoiler, is when they are go off to the, uh, Sporting goods store. Yeah, I think it's like out of the box sporting goods is yeah. what it's called. And it's just the whole scene that goes off in there is just hilarious to me. It was. It was a drawn out little like angry fight scene between the two, but it was hilarious. So I think we should move into spoilers so we can talk a little bit more about it. Sure. Um, as far as I like to say now, I would say the Rotten Tomato score is a bit harsh on this movie. It's at like 50 some percent. And I would say it had me laughing. So if oh, you're really? an average moviegoer, I still think you're going to have a good time. Yeah, I don't think... Again, I weigh comedies. You got laughs and you got ridiculousness. If the laughs outweigh the ridiculous, then usually it's pretty decent. But if it's if the ridiculous outweighs the laughs, then it's just a bad movie in my book. Yeah. This had a little bit of ridiculousness, but not terrible. But overall, it just had some pretty good laughs throughout. So it's a comedy. Some stuff, yeah, will seem a tiny bit over the top, but overall, again, it's a comedy, and I, I enjoyed it. Where I don't know, I feel like I'm giving my final review. I don't know why. I don't like. I know it's it's hard to say. It's hard to talk about comedies because you know repeating jokes that made us laugh doesn't work on a podcast. You just kind of it's mostly visual. I don't know. So it's I guess we're getting into spoilers to essentially like talk about some things that we really like. like I don't know some funny moments that we enjoyed. But yeah, like I said, if you don't want any of the jokes, jokes spoiled or the setup spoiled, I would say if you're interested, definitely go see it. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, we're in spoilers now. You got a couple things you wrote down? It looks yeah, like. I, I wrote down a few scenes that I, I really enjoyed. Was and we just talked about a fight scene in the uh, the sporting goods store between the two. I mean, it was hilarious. Like each of them got in a few good licks. Just I think pulling random stuff off the shelf to hit each other with was just great. Yeah, like Stu was like, I mean, and Dave Batista at this point is still blind, like for the most part. So that's why Stu has a fighting chance at all. But he's like throwing baseball bats at him. <laughs> um, I think the craziest thing is when he, th- Stu throws at like a display of like fishing tackles and throws oh it, yeah and throws it at his, oh, right face. his face and then you just hear it just like all of them clicking and he just like rips it off and then he starts ripping off these fishing tackles that are just like in his uh, skin it's like oh no oh yeah it was just like Ooh. maybe squirm a little like oh <laughs> yeah i think he hits him with like a Stu hits him with a golf club too yeah uh how did he finally knock oh frying pan Knocks him with a frying pan, but then Vic picks up a weight, and, and I think it was either dumbbell or it was one of those like ball weights with the handle. Uh-huh. Picks one of those up and chucks it at his stomach, basically knocking yeah, the wind just, out of him. And they both just like are exhausted. I love the back and forth where he's just like, "Wow, 
fighting takes a lot of stamina. He's like, I'm really surprised you lasted as long as you did. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I thought, I don't know. So like, yeah, that scene was hilarious. I think I laughed... I laughed really hard during that scene. Another scene is like, you know, cause they're following the trail, trying to like track down these leads to like, I guess like the, the main, I, I don't even know if we actually said the overall story, but I mean, he's I just know. trying to get to this guy who killed his partner and they're following up some leads while the Uber driver driving them around to all these different like lead points. And one of the places that they go to is a male strip club. Oh yeah. And I wrote down because, uh, while, you know, Vic is interrogating somebody, like trying to get some information, Stu's just hanging out in the back with all the strippers walking around. He ends up talking to one. And I just thought that back and forth, he's like, telling, tell him about the girl. And like, he's like the strippers giving him advice. And I thought it was hilarious as eventually like the, the girl calls it like, and she never, in this movie, she never calls him regularly. It's always FaceTime or something. Oh, that's another thing too. He's like, Looking around trying to find like a good background hey, to back- FaceTime her with. <laughs> yeah, he chooses like just the lock. He's like, okay, perfect. Turns it on. He's like, hey, what's up? And they get to talk. And then she's like, what? Did I just see a guy with a huge dick just walk by? <laughs> and he's just like, uh, no. <laughs> and then like the stripper's like, get, get out of the way. He's talking. <laughs> I just, I thought that was one of my, the funnier moments. Like, I thought that was just a hilarious scene. That scene was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine was still the uh, fight in the store, mm-hmm. but I also liked his uh, co-worker, who I guess is the son of the guy that owns the store. Yeah. Coming in with a crossbow. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, Um. let me see. Another uh, notable like scene that I thought was hilarious was the shootout in the vet hospital. Yeah. Like that had like some of the more gratuitous violence, but it was hilarious and like they're trying to do an exchange between the the guy that they had in his Uber, that he arrested in the Uber earlier, that he got shot, that got shot in the leg. That was a good moment as far as them working together too, because he still can't see that much at all yet in uh-huh. this part, and especially this is towards the beginning of the movie. So, what was he having him throw? He's having him throw. Uh, he, he was just pit- I don't remember what it. I think he was like throwing cans of dog food or something. That yes, it was. He's like throwing cans at the bad guy's heads, and then you know, Vic would like aim for the dog uh, for the dog food, and then. Hopefully, blow the bad dudes away. Yeah, I think how they like explained it was like he can like you know he's trained enough that like you know I'm sure he like like has shooting like qualifications like low light settings or something like when he was listening for the sound like when it made contact with the guy he was shooting at towards the sound. So I thought that was really interesting. It was a fun way to play with the dynamic of like you know how they can work together. Um, so was, I re- I liked that a like lot. Like after everything, he's like, "All right, I'm out of here." Like rides over. Like, no man, you can't. Like. And he's like, I'll give you a bad review. <laughs> I know, he's just like, Ugh. oh, no. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think about any other notable moments. I'm like, um, like, besides, like, I guess the two main are at the vet hospital and I think the fight scene in the sporting goods store and the strip clubs. Yeah, those are like my three biggest ones that I thought were three just Three big hilarious. scenes? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, well, where did the end scene take place? I guess, oh, it took place at the uh, hot sauce place. Uh yeah oh yeah that was funny too, uh yeah they're fighting and like spraying hot sauce at people. I do, I do like I guess that his car it's a little Nissan Leaf is a rental and how it just keeps getting more damaged throughout the whole movie. Yeah. First the window knocked out, and then just being shot at, and then finally when it goes over the embankment and rolls. Oh yeah, it's like it's a lease. And he's what was funny is so it took a second because like they show the car explode at the end, and I was like. How the heck did it do that? It's an electric. But then I'm like, oh yeah, he had those like propane things in there. Oh yeah, I like just like ow. But yeah, like oh no. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I, I guess well, hopefully the uh, city pays for that. Yeah. Well, do you, yeah, hopefully. Do you, I mean, Jordan? Did you have any other notable moments or big likes in this movie? Um, I mean, the fight scenes are good. I trying to think here as far as the characters go. Uh, well, this is a big part for me is his talk with the girl when he's sitting in his car talking to her and when he finally breaks it off with her, like yes. realizes like you are just using me. You're not going to want to actually be with me, be with me. I am wasting my time with you. And although you want you're dr- at home drunk and want me to come over and bang you right now, it's not going to go anywhere. And he over the phone dumps her as a friend. Yeah. 
Very good stew moment right there. So I like that moment quite a bit. A lot of growing up he did that day. A lot of growing up he did that night. That's right. He learned to defend for himself. I mean, that was his story right there. Was just learning to fend for himself. Yeah, and actually... Be his own person. And, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, I think most people, I'd say, could relate to that on some level where we've all just, like, like somebody who didn't reciprocate it in the same level. Move on. This is all to all the gentlemen out there, especially. If you and gotta, the ladies. I mean, I know, especially from your I'm talking to stuff. I'm talking to the gentlemen right now. Okay, you Jordan? Yes. Move the F on. Like... Don't let her just, yeah, don't ever go in that friend zone and don't let her pull you around like that. If you like her and she doesn't like you, then just move on. Let her end up with some other loser. There. Yeah. Well, and I'm also talking, it goes with the same for the ladies too. I know you've told me multiple Uber stories about a lady who's just like, this guy hasn't texted me back in six months. You think he likes me? No, he doesn't. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of like this kind of like story and, and Uber. Gosh, yeah. This girl went on like just a couple dates with this guy. And it was like four months later, she's still obsessing with him, and he's like putting her off, putting her off, canceling plans, just being a flake when it comes to her. Right. And she's still just like obsessed. And I'm just like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, clearly he's out there. I guarantee he's out there seeing other people, yeah. sleeping with other people. And you're just months later, like, again, I just, I go back to that. How about your mother scenario? Like he has you on the hook, like just just you're, get off the hook and move on. Like yeah. quit being stupid. Yeah, like a couple dates, like they might have gone well, but if they don't call you back, they're they not went interested. on a couple dates. I mean, just like it's not worth that much effort, God, like, mental effort, especially. Just move on. Find other people. If people like you, here here's the PSA of the, this little section. If people like you, they'll at least call you because or text you because it's the easiest thing you can do in the world. And if they're not even bothering to do that, you should probably look for someone else. It's true. <laughs> even if people are busy, if they like you, they will make time. Exactly. Well, Jordan, I think we solved a lot of problems today. I think we did, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, what'd you think of him ending up with, we're in spoilers, what'd you think of him ending up with Stu, or uh, with, uh, what did you think of Stu ending up with Vic's daughter at the end there? I mean, I figured that's what they would go for at the end cap for the movie because they had like some little chemistry when he's talking to her at the art gala, um, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, like she." He's like, kind of like he, his entire night is trying to get back to that girl, but he's like actually has a genuine connection and seemingly reciprocated from Vic's daughter. Um, so he, I thought that was and he took a bullet for, her. and he took a bullet for. Her. Where bolts flying in slow motion, he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> they had a whole set. that was a good scene too. Like, like that doesn't actually happen. Bolts are like, you know, yeah, like you, you th- I'm like, so you think you have time from when somebody fires a bolt to jump in front of it? Like, bullets don't go slowly. <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that was just a funny part, but yeah. So I thought that made sense. Like it was just kind of like a funny thing at the end. Um, Weird that it ended on Christmas, though. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I think it's just to show that time has passed. Yeah, I guess. Time has passed. We're together. And, like, I guess he didn't know that they were together. But then, like, they opened the door. Surprise. And I'm like, ah, oh, I saw it coming. But he makes, still a fun He makes moment. fun of his sweater, doesn't he? I forget what he says. I feel like he said something about his Christmas sweater. I think so. I don't know. It was good, though. I enjoyed it. Closing thoughts? I guess my co- closing thoughts were... Um, I did enjoy this a lot. You know, if you just want to go, have oh, fun, laugh. I guess we didn't talk about the police chief being the end up being the. Oh yeah, gal. I mean, but that's kind of like, I guess yeah. So the police chief ends up being the leak in the police department and tries to kill, uh, Vic, and then, you know, uh, Stu has this big moment where he rushes back in to help him and runs her over. Yeah. And I think she die, or she either dies or just gets arrested. Because she's out of the rest of the movie. She know because I remember her moving in like, and I'm like, how the hell is she not like at least knocked out? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I remember her. Yeah, she's alive. Okay. I, oh, and I will say something about um, Dave Bautista. I do, I do like him in comedy. I think he's great. Yeah, I actually, yeah, that's something we haven't hit on yet. But also because that other movie, like this, made me more excited to see that PG-13 comedy that he's in, like with. I, it's called like My Spy or something yeah. with the little girl. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that one. I hope it's good. But I'm looking forward to it more now that I've seen him in a comedy. I'm like, okay, I really enjoyed this. Hopefully, like, 
hopefully as long as like the movie's good you can still like be hilarious oh we'll see we'll see i i I don't know that one trailer is fine i guess i maybe i need to see a little more but i will probably just see the movie in general yeah hopefully it's good doesn't look quite as good as this but we'll see yeah we'll just have to see it and find out but yeah i what I like about him, too, is like there's a lot of good moments in this where he's not even saying anything. Just his facial expressions are funny. Mm-hmm. I will say there was one part, I forgot about this at the end, when they ex- escape from the hot, toss, the hot sauce uh, factory. They drive through like a garage. What did they drive through? A garage door? Yeah, something like that. So he drives like through the door, through a fence, and then bam, comes a complete stop like by smashing into a boat. And he's like, who the hell parks the boat there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of good yeah, comedy in this. All right, go back to your overall, I guess. And <laughs> I mean, my overall is like, you know, like, if you're kind of unsure, if you just enjoy a fun comedy that leans into the ridiculousness, but not doesn't get over the top for the most part, uh, I think this is a, a pretty great movie. I had a lot of fun. I laughed the entire way through. And, yeah, you can't go wrong. Like, an hour and a half movie, that's how long comedy should be. Yes. Like, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Do you hear that yesterday, Danny Boyle? Yeah, that one's just a little bit shorter and would have been great. But, yeah, I I would say if you're thinking about going to see it, definitely check it out. So, I'd say overall thoughts here for me. Had a good time. It was funny. I love the two leads. They had great chemistry. Good back and forth. Yeah, if you're looking for a fun comedy, popcorn flick, check it out in theaters. Why not? Doesn't hurt seeing theaters, I don't think. I don't think you need to wait for it to be on Netflix. Check it out in theaters. It's a good time. Uh, if I were to give this a closing grade, I'm going to say A-. minus. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Good laughs all throughout. Fun watching the you know the characters grow. And you know, kind of remind me of Nice Guys a little bit with uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. As far as just like the buddy-buddy cop stuff. Kind of. A movie that I need to watch again. And good back and forth. So, funny. <laughs> so yeah. Totally different plot lines. But yeah, good back and forth and stuff like that. But... Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I overall enjoyed myself. And this will either be something that is worse the next time I see it, or maybe with upon viewing, it gets better. We'll see. Yeah. But for now, I'm going to say A minus. I would probably say overall, entertainment wise, good action, good, good laughs. So eight and a half out of 10 as far as entertainment goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess entertainment wise, I, I would just give it. I mean, like, I knew. What was your grade? I never heard it. Oh, I, I guess I never gave my grade. Sorry. But entertainment-wise, I'd say 10 out of 10 for me. Like, Whoa. as far as, like, a comedy goes, what's comedy shop? Make you laugh. I laughed the entire time. So I, I guess, like, as far as, like, I had fun, and it la- I laughed till the end. So I get that a 10 out of 10, I guess, for a comedy. You know, like, it did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> so, and then as far as a movie quality, uh, probably... Um, just a solid B. Oh, no. I'll give it a B plus. Like I said, I laughed throughout. As far as a comedy goes, like, yeah, the plot was ridiculous. It didn't necessarily make a ton of sense, but it leaned into it, which helps the like something like this. I thought immensely. the plot was fine. It's like, I'm trying to catch this guy. I'm on a case. I'm trying to catch. I, mean, I got some leads. I'm trying to catch this guy. I need a ride because I can't see very well. I know. And it's kind of like the beauty. You're of, like, sticking with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's kind of like the beauty of the simplicity of the plot. Right. And like, you're a weenie and you need to learn how to grow out of that. So I'm going to help you along the way as you help me catch this guy. Yeah. No, so. I, just, I had a great time. So I'd say a B plus. Like it's, yeah, I thought it, it was fun. <laughs> it's a funny, weird comedy, but it made me laugh and I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I don't need to see Casablanca every week. No. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Stuber. We got a B plus and an A minus for Stuber. And yeah, I would say go check it out. It's fun. Yeah. Good times. Good times. All right. So well, we move on here. Let's try some gambling again this week because I like assigning you movies. We got to figure out who won the officially won this uh, thing for Crawl. Oh, so let me pull that up, Jordan. So Daniel said 22% for Crawl. Nice. I said... 13? Yeah. And Jordan, you are not going to believe what this movie has right now. I am dumbfounded. I'm shocked. I'm flabbergasted. So even like last Thursday, opening night, there was still no Rotten Tomatoes score. Right, which usually is a bad sign. Like, oh, a review embargo. That's not good. So maybe there's something in the water. But Jordan, as far as like, do you think you got pretty close I'm thinking this thing is in the single digits. Okay. 
but this the way thing, you're, the way okay, you're let me, talking it up. I'm, let me tell you, with 92 reviews, it's sitting at an 87%. 87 Rotten Tomato Holy reviewers. Holy Well, that tells me. And 78% audience score, still not bad. Yeah. Like, apparently the movie about a crocodiles is actually pretty good. I might need to go see this. I uh, mean, don't, don't we, we had like a 20-second trailer. 20-second, tra- right? 20 yeah, it, trailer. Wasn't, it was like actual trailer, actual trailer. Then it's like, crawl. Like, literally a 20-second, like... Almost just like a commercial trailer in the movie theater, and that was it. I mean, I gotta say, it looks like it could be fun. I don't know. I was kind of, this one, one I was kind of waiting, like maybe I'll wait till it goes to the second run and only pay $4 to see it, which I still might do. We'll see. All right. Well, it looks like 70, with 78%, Daniel is the winner this week. Yeah. So, Daniel, you get to assign me a movie of your choice. Oh, Jordan, I, I had contemplated. I was like, okay, should I make him suffer? Or should I have him watch something that I want his actual opinion on? Mm. Man, because... Let's make sure it's streaming. (laughs) Well, okay. So, it was actually because I had actually just recently wanted to watch this movie again. But it was either going to be Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron, like the spy 80s spy thriller... Or it was going to be Suicide Squad. That took place in the 80s? Yeah. 80s later. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was modern times. No. So it's either that or Suicide Squad. Because I've wanted to make you watch that for years. Because our father even bought you a, a the Blu-ray. And you're like, oh, I just returned it and got something else. Which was a smart move. But well, you've still never seen it. Part of that was he owned it. You owned it. And then he gave me a copy for like Christmas, I think. And I'm like, why do we need three copies of this in the family? Especially for a movie that's not that good. I'm like, I'm returning it and getting something else. I, I'm trying to remember. I got, I think I got um, Days of Future Past, the road cut with that, and something else. Yeah, that's a smart. That was smart. But I think since you've gone through the lengths to completely avoid this movie, I'm gonna have to make you watch Suicide Squad. Comic one, okay. Now Suicide Squad. You kidding? I am not. Dang, I didn't want to ever watch this movie. I know. That's why we have to do it. Just like I never wanted to watch Citizen Kane, but I watched it. Yeah, that's number one on the AFI list. I know. And this is There's not ever going to be on anybody's list except for the worst movies ever. Although it did win an Oscar. I don't want to talk about how they gave Hot Topic an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just going to have you mm. watch Suicide Squad, well, a movie with, I will say, well. literally zero plot. Daniel might have Titanic coming through later. Fair enough. I just like I have to have you watch this movie so you Fine. can just text me and be like, "Wow, Fine. this is shit." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. God, I yeah. saw this in theaters too." Okay. All right. All right. I mean, hey, you know, there's been rumors out there it's good too. I've heard some people praise it, so I those people are probably blind, deaf, and dumb. All right. Wow. You just don't say that about people. We could have some of them listening. Okay. People that like the movie. People that like the movie. Well, if you like de- the movie... I don't movie, think deaf people are listening to the podcast. Probably not. But yes. So, yeah, I guess Suicide Squad, you're finally going to watch it. Uh, we have it in our Movies Anywhere account, so oh, there you go. Fine. Also, I also am very sorry, but also, I'm not. I'm not no, sorry not. at all. No, I'm not. <laughs> all right. Well, what have we been on this week? I was going to say Lion King. I saw a thumbnail on YouTube last Friday with a score, but that was... You know, a week beforehand. Here we are, a couple days before its release. It could have gone up and down a few percents. So, do you want to try? Do you want to tell me what I saw on the thumbnail? You tell me what you saw on the thumbnail, because that that would even out the play. I saw fifty nine percent on the thumbnail. Oh, thank God. Okay, I was gonna. If you didn't tell me that, I would have guessed way over probably. Oof. So it could have. We could have had another hundred reviews since then. It could have gone up a few, down a few more. So this could be another really close one. I don't know. Do want, but otherwise, what else is opening this next week that we could... Because Lion King is all I can think of. Lion King, I think that's really one of the only things. Um, let me double check here, because Lion King seems like it would be the big one to bet on. Let's see. 
Well, I'm willing to bet on it because I don't know if it's gone up or down or not. I don't know. Because we could say we could bet anything but 59. Yeah, or The Art of Self-Defense came out, and I don't know anything. I don't know any of the scores about that. I don't know anything about it, but I mean, we could. Uh, okay, let Lion King. I still think Lion King. Would be All right, funny. let's do Lion King. So, what did you say the score was? Fifty-nine is what I saw on a thumbnail last week. Fifty-nine percent. But okay, a lot can change in a few days. Okay, I'm sure that um, because I don't and I don't know what that was out of as far as how many reviews. It was just the thumbnail, but this is gonna 50, be this fifty is, to hundred more could have flooded in in the last week. This is gonna be fun because it's literally gonna be like a point or two that's gonna make the winner and the loser. That's why, yeah, that's why I think it'll be fun. So, uh, I guess, well, I already have a number in my head. You can you can write yours down if you would write like. It, write it down. Okay. You got to write down. I don't trust... I only trust physical written stuff. Okay. I'll write it down, too. Where did I hide my pen go? Use that one when you're done. Hang on. Well... Mm, okay. Okay, I have it written on the back of a movie stub because Jordan does not have paper. <laughs> now, what if we do if we guess the same one? Ooh, okay, then do we both get a... I, I feel like if we tie, we both get to assign a movie. That works. And I think that's just going to be the rule of thumb. Unless we uh, designate otherwise. Okay. okay. Now, I guess we're we'll see, we'll see what it is as of right now, but we won't actually know who the real winner is till next week. This will be kind of a teaser for now. So I wrote sixty-two percent. Okay, I wrote sixty percent. All right. What is the what is it sitting at right now? The actual retail score. <laughs> as uh, of recording this now on a Tuesday afternoon. Right now, it's saying it is sitting at, oh, wow. Apparently, okay, 142 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So, essentially, this is probably, the reviews are pretty much in 61%. Oh. What did you guess? 62. So, we are literally, we're going to have to wait till next week because we are literally yeah, tied right week, now. Next week, we'll uh, determine. So, Ooh. if it goes up or down... Or maybe we so we just gotta both be thinking about movies because it's anybody's. We need to, we need to establish some better rules because like what if what if one of us guessed it exactly? What if Ooh. do we get to sign the other guy two movies? Possibly, possibly. I guess we'll figure yeah. it out when that happens. Yeah, because well, what if because that's or but what if it stays at sixty one and we tie? Then we just both assign each other a movie again. I guess. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll keep it thinking. Maybe I'll let you watch something better next week. Was it 82% you said? 87? What did you say for Crawl? Crawl was 87%. Holy cow. All right. But well, they are judged completely differently for something that has a ridiculous premise as alligators swimming. Right. Well, that, which tells me if that many people are like, oh, heck yeah, maybe it is a really just fun movie. And that, and that's I think that's what that kind of movie goes for is just where's the fun, you know? Yeah, make you squirm a little bit or jump out of your seat. Movie, okay, well, cool. That's crazy. Okay, that's all right. Well, let's wrap it up here. So yes, talking about Lion King, that will be the next movie that we review is the upcoming Disney Lion King, the uh, live action slash all CGI movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see if uh, John Favreau can do it again with this one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Critics are saying mm, he kind of did it again. Yeah, well. But maybe we're just getting burnt out from these remakes. We'll but see, though. at the though. same time, when Jon Favreau did it with Iron Man, Disney didn't own Marvel, and they, it was the Wild West. They were just doing whatever the hell. Well, they, they were just putting all their eggs in the basket, and they let an independent filmmaker just make the movie he wanted to make. Well, and and he, now we got Disney, who was like, this is Lion King. You're going to make Lion King. Well, he did Jungle Book, too. And, oh, and no. I liked his Jungle Book. I, I liked it. I enjoyed. Still enjoyed haven't it quite a bit. seen that movie. The changes they made were fine. Yeah, no. Hey, I feel like if I haven't seen out. Jungle Book, depending on I'm how much you I'm probably gonna hate. watch the uh, cartoon. Hopefully before then, we'll see. Movies anywhere. We got it. Yeah, I got it sitting right there on the shelf. Ooh. All so. right. Well, we will see. All right. Well, Daniel, 
Why don't we wrap this up here? Tell everybody where they can find us. You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Uh, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And also, five-star reviews on iTunes is always appreciated. And if you give us a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. Yeah, that's right. And yes, thanks for the support. We lo- love everybody downloading our show. We're starting to see our numbers go up a little bit. Awesome. Thanks for sharing the podcast with friends. We appreciate that as well. And yeah, we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.